tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Starts out so it's a real chill opening. It's like you feel like you're at the top of the roller coaster and you're ready for it to like pick up. Yeah, well, a lot of pickup going on this episode. Mm. Episode eight already. Yeah, episode eight. It's fine. We're we're more than halfway through. We've turned that corner. We're at the top of the hill, and now we're starting to roll back down. Yeah. My name is Daytok Tar, and I've come to kill you. What a great title. Uh, uh, we were talking about it back there. It kind of reminds me of uh, The Princess Bride. It, exactly. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I took it from. It's sort yeah. of that kind of film with, with Daytok's backstory. But before we get there, yeah. let's start with who you are. Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jesse Klein. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. And I'm Scott Moore. You can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And also be sure to subscribe to YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes where you can find our podcast. You can also join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag ABTVDefiance. Uh, definitely love responding. There are quite a few people that end up yeah. uh, having some great comments. Uh, it's always great to hear from you. So continue to respond and interact. Give us five stars. We love uh, to hear from you guys. Good, bad, different, whatever it is. We love to hear from you. Yeah. It's all about you. That's why we're here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I always like having a conversation. Someone on Twitter just called me out for the Daredevil podcast, which I did like months ago, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, awesome catch!" And yeah. like, it was really, it's really cool to kind of interact with people. Yeah, and it, it really is, especially when we're doing the, these shows, and a lot of times we either come in right after we just finished watching the show, or I watched it days ago, or whatever the case is, and so there's little things here and there that are easy to miss, yeah. or forget, or whatever, so it's always great to hear from from people to be able to remind us, like, oh no, that actually happened, or this was this character, or this happened in season one, and yeah. it's great that uh, they keep us on our toes and interact. and Some really awesome super yeah, fans absolutely. out there. Yeah. Absolutely, it's incredible. But yeah, this was a really great episode. What are your overall thoughts? Uh, this was a really satisfying episode. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, there were some parts that we'll get into that I thought uh, showrunner-wise felt rushed. Yeah. But uh, as a... little a, bit of lazy writing here and there. Overall, I really love the writing of this season yes. and the no-holes-bar. Everything is up for grabs. And, and like as a whole, I thought like the action was really well done. Mm-hmm. That uh, It was really kind of satisfying uh, wrap-up of the Rom Talk uh, part of this ep- uh, the show, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it. W- I thought the the danger felt really real this episode, especially with like the VC guys going in and kicking in doors mm-hmm. and just like spraying their machine guns in there. Like I thought, uh, this is the first episode like where it was like, oh man, the VC like these guys are ruthless. Right. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the the very real threat. Uh, there were some things I didn't enjoy, but we'll get into that. Uh, but overall, I thought this was a great episode. I really liked it. I thought Daytac's story overall was really satisfying. Yeah, uh, I loved his story. Uh, I liked the mini redemption Arissa gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 
I like m- almost all of the Omex stuff. Uh, I, I thought the Kenzie stuff was very interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, this was a good episode. Uh, I, another kind of like season three, really well thought out, really well paced episode. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you were correct in last week by saying predictions that this was going to be a one-episode battle. Yeah. I wasn't so sure because it felt like they were building it up so much that, in a way, even though there was a lot of action and there was a lot of threats, when it was all said and done, it felt it was sort of an easy kill-off, and then we're done, and it was clean, and now we've moved on. That was my overall thought is that... And also what I had been saying the whole time, too, where I really thought that it was going to be more prolonged battle because uh, we're only in the middle of the season. Yeah. And we're going to have the Omex come and help align with the town. And they were going to be and, – and we kind of saw that We got a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Bit yeah. of that. We're really, but I thought we were going to get more of that, and they were going to really have to be the deciding factor yeah. to help the town, the Defiance, win the war against uh, the VC. And when I uh, didn't need it, I was kind of left like, okay, yes, there was a lot that I really liked. But on the other hand, I felt like it was cleanly handled and done with yeah, pretty easily. And then it was uh, not even a full episode, and it was already done. Yeah, and, I mean, there were some things, like, when we get into it, there's some things that, yeah. uh, for me, don't really track well. But uh, other than that, like, I thought all the stuff with Beatty, I thought that was really cool. Yes. I, I love a good, like, double agent story. So yep. I thought it was really cool seeing Beatty kind of, like, place the idea of the tunnels in Nolan's head and, like, really, uh, like, get in good with them by turning on his own guys. Like, I thought all of that was really satisfying. Yeah, I mean, like, but again, though, Nolan's very trusting of some new stranger that just comes yeah. into town, which was, uh, once again, surprising to me. Uh, someone that's supposedly a smart, you know, law keeper and everything is going to yeah. let a stranger come into defiance and all of a sudden, like, okay, great, yeah, you seem legit, yeah, you're going to be in the front lines with me. To be fair, uh, that stranger did, like, save his life and get them yes. out of it. So, like, you wouldn't immediately think, like, oh, this guy's a VC spy. No, I wouldn't think he was a turncoat or a spy or, or anything like that per se, but it still was, like, to have him in the front line yeah. and to be part of his inner kind of sanctum he, team seemed a little bit, like, too over-trusting. He so, gave him a nickname immediately. Yeah. He calls him Tex yeah, immediately. immediately. That's, like, I want to be around Nolan just so I can get a nickname. Yeah, exactly. That, that to me, was a little bit like, okay, and then almost had that kind of play, like, I don't want to say, you know, because a lot of there was the undertones of, like, racism and other social issues going on, but it was like, oh, because he's a human? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, he's going to trust him right away? Like, if this was somebody else would of, a, of an alien race, would he have been as trusting? Like, it just felt very odd that he was that open to it. Uh, like, sort of, in, even though um, we're talking about alien stuff, too, but, like, he was very open to letting Doc Yule have her skin cut yeah. off in episode one and two there. And it was kind of the same thing. It's like, you don't know these people or anything, and all of a sudden you're overly trusting. I think, I think unfortunately, that might just be uh, more form or function than form, where it's like they just needed to get into this episode, and so, like, they couldn't have uh, a whole thing where it's like Nolan, like, you know, making this guy prove himself right, right. to no, him. I, I get that, and I, and I know they yeah. needed him to be in the front line to be able to instigate and plan this attack yeah. to happen correctly. But it still was like, oh my god, way yeah. too fast. Come on, Nolan. And you're going to put him in your inner sanctum in the front lines you and everything. Give him a nickname immediately. Put him in the back there, you know? Yeah, like, put him in the back. Don't put him in the front. Have him defend, I mean, yeah, it was... Have him defend the rear. Have, yeah, have him be in the rear guard. Yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, uh, 
I, I thought, I mean, I really enjoyed all of that, but I totally get where you're getting from. No, I, en- yeah. I enjoyed it, and I took it for what it was, and understanding yeah. that this is the way we're going to have to quickly move the story forward. Yeah. But it was still a little bit like, really? That scene in, that scene in the need one was very real. Like, the yeah. entire, if we're getting into it, like, the entire VC attack on Defiance was very real. Yes. What was it? Ten people yes. in the need one died. Yes. And then it looked like at least a couple families were murdered in their homes. Yes. Uh... That was all very, very real and like very mm-hmm. grisly violence. Even though we didn't really see anything, that silhouette of the family mm-hmm. getting shot at was very uh, visceral. I had a very visceral response to that. Yeah. Uh, and really uh, kind of brought like the idea of these people being terrorists home. Absolutely. And it, and it definitely felt like that threat was very real. Yeah. And you really felt like they had gotten in there and they're in the heart of defiance like when they're in the need one and it and it was definitely very real and yeah. i really loved the the threat if that they put on it it, it was great the, i really really enjoyed that the entire episode very much felt like uh amanda and nolan were on their heels mm-hmm. the entire episode mm-hmm. um until the very end and i feel like if this had been a two-hour episode it would have been a lot more satisfying yeah just because we would have kind of gotten that MacGuffin of the the net exploding, the force field exploding. Like, that would have been planted earlier, mm-hmm. and we would have been able to see, like, how Nolan turns that right. around or Amanda turns that around. But because we didn't, it was just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, we can overcharge this thing and exactly. create a huge explosion. And we've got, my biggest question is, like, they had cameras on the VC camp. Yeah. Like, they... Like when they get when Daytac was going there, like to deliver the the um, the uh, like the orders or whatever. Mm-hmm. The like they orders, they, yeah. they had they had cameras on him like walking in there. I was like, since when did they had cameras on that camp? Yeah, yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, I, I mean that again was part of the thing to me of like having it one and done here. It's yeah. like I wanted to almost have a two part and leave us hanging and let it not be so convenient that wow they happen to be close enough to. The nets that, yes, and we can do this and explode them and everything will end up easy and they're cleanly killed off and now we can move on. Like, yeah. that was my only thing. But you did call it. You're right. You said it's going to be one episode and we're going to move on. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of a buildup. I would have liked to have seen it stretched out a little more. I would like to have maybe seen the OMEC either be more of a threat to Defiance or a little bit more of a helping out. But they were sort of neutral, kind of edged in a little bit and then yeah. came back. So, yeah. Uh, overall good though i really like the uh bit where rom talk is giving them like an out and he's like if you drop the nets i'll right. let all of the humans go out yeah. and like i'll let them all go mm-hmm. and amanda I, di- I didn't believe him for a second like like and i don't think amanda did either no. like i think it would have been a massacre if she dropped those nets right uh uh but that was a really cool kind of uh that was a cool moment and I like that because it's a science fiction show, they could just create technology. Exactly. Where it's like Amanda can interact with this hologram. Yeah, exactly. And it's not pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, wasn't it? It was pre-recorded the first time. The first time. Yeah. Because then I was. It was. It was odd too because I was like, oh, okay. Now it's not pre-recorded. And he's interacting. Yeah. That's the wave of the future. Yeah. That way I can actually do the podcast and I can actually be in Tahiti. Yeah, you could be in <laughs> Tahiti right here with the podcast. Hologram. Yeah. And that'd be great. That's the way of the future. I'm ready for that. Tahiti. Interacting holograms. After Buzz Tahiti. Yes. Um, and that'd just be it for work and everything, too. I'd just be like, yeah, 
Of course I'm there. And then, I'm not really not there. And then they go on, like, the search party. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Beatty places a thing that he fi- he finds the... He finds the map, and he's like, they're coming in through a tunnel, and just kind of basically moves all of the militia in one very easily mm-hmm. destroyable Conveniently spot. Easy, yeah, easy to destroy everybody, yeah. Yeah, and Alak uh, volunteers to go through first. Mm-hmm. I'm liking I'm liking Alak's character arc this I season a lot. I am too, a lot, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was really worried when Beatty shot him. I was like, oh man, are they just going to kill Alak off the top? After and, he's grown so much and, yeah. and being able to take on more responsibility and really have kind of a place here. Yeah. yeah, and Arissa too. Like he stabbed Arissa right in the clavicle. Mm-hmm. Like it looked bad. Uh, uh, and then Zero gets killed. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. I, I like that introduction of that character. I, did I thought too. he was an interesting and I, character. And I thought I was hoping that he would be part of like the the future of the town. So it was like a quick. Let's okay, we're getting rid of him. And for like a second, maybe a half second, I was like, did Amanda get hurt? Yeah. Was she hurt badly? Was something going to change with her dynamic? Of course, she was fine, but... Um, yeah, she I wasn't in the for, tunnel, so... No, but I thought maybe she was close enough to maybe have residual, like, injuries oh, gotcha. or something, like... So, I was... For like a half second, yeah. I was like, oh, no, of course, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but BD's a bad dude. Yeah. That guy... That guy was the right guy to send in. Yeah. Because uh, he and Nolan get into a fight, and he beats Nolan. He's going to kill Nolan yeah. with a knife. Yeah. And the very kind of slow uh, Saving Private Ryan knife fight kind of moment until Orissa just stabs him, I don't know, a hundred times in yeah. the back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I I thought that was really intense and really well done, like really well directed action. It felt it very was, real. It I thought it was well well done, and, and it was great on the character side too to see Arissa get to that point. Yeah, to where now she was able to make that step back and and kill, which was something she's been struggling with obviously this entire season. So that yeah. was a really great that she was able to do that. Yeah, she when, and, when it ha- needed to happen. Yeah, she and Nolan kind of had that very brief moment mm-hmm. where it was like, if you need to, will you be there? And she's like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Arissa's back into killing form. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, they said they love each other and all that, and that was a really good good moment there. But, yeah, Billy McLaughlin, great character, uh, or great actor that played uh, BB. We'll definitely uh, miss him. Yeah. Um, he was great. and um, But it, it was... It was really well done. Again, just too fast for me. Too yeah. easy. But I love the scene. Uh, I guess should we go back to Daytack from the beginning? But sure. I do, Because I, I love that opening scene with him with his own father. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. It was really, really great. I thought it was it was we, cool we got to see Castathan. Yeah. We get to see, uh, like, those giant scrolls. Yeah. Like, a very kind of... Uh, a lot more peaceful looking planet than I expected, mm-hmm. just because Daytac is such a gangster. Yeah. But uh, uh, it was very kind of cool to see his dad and see like how he grew up in this house that honor was held above everything, right. and that Daytac has definitely uh, gone away from that since getting to Earth. But it yeah. looks like he might be. On a redemption arc. Yes, it sounds like he is, and I think that was sort of the way to set that up by being able to see his background and see, you know, the way his father and what kind of values his father was instilling in him. It did. It had a very, like, ancient Roman, ancient Greek kind of feel to me. Yeah. The mythological, you know, uh, never-ending story. Like, it had all these, like, fantasy kind of things in it, but I really loved the way his father had very different 
values. And I love that each backstory, it was a different place of him in his life from a younger kid to like a teenager to a young adult when he's finally ready to head yeah. out to Earth because he's, he's able to get in the Ark. And he's like, I have one more. By gambling. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he's uh, like, I have one more seat for you. And he's like, oh, no. Uh yeah, and again, we were talking about how flashback is such a great narrative tool. Yeah, where Daytac, you know, was acting kind of out of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there weren't any flashbacks, he he was acting very selflessly, mm-hmm. uh, or, or selflessly, selflessly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, selflessly, he was he was he's going for honor mm-hmm. instead of personal gain. He wants to live up to his son's example. Like, all those things are very out of character, but because of the flashbacks, we don't need him to be like, I grew up and my dad taught me about yeah. honor, yes. so I'm now going to do the honorable... Like, we just know it because we mm-hmm. they use the flashback as a narrative uh, tool. Yeah, which, that's a great way of the plot device, like we said, to be able to move the, the story forward without having to be cumbersome and have to have so much explanation or leave things yeah without it so it was and it was great to kind of see that and it was great to see where he came from how he started where he was yeah and that sequence where he go i mean if we were getting into the end of the show the episode that sequence where he cuts his arm off and then runs away giggling yeah was a uh, fantastic yeah. well i think that whole and rom talk just being like whoa that guy is intense yeah whoa, that, that, this is gangster yeah he's that whole scene was so funny and so well done too i really liked it because at first you know if it wasn't done quite right you're like oh that could be super cheesy and yeah. over the top but i thought they handled it really well because it it did feel quite real and you know when Daytac comes up he's like yeah you're you would kill you know amanda or nolan if they were walking up but me you might give me a second chance yeah. and they both had good explanations on both sides of to why why should he trust him and why should Daytac trust and want to rejoin with them and the VC. So it was really well done and funny and comical for a very serious situation. Um, and then just really well done too with the way, you know, I need a moment and it's just, he's just running yeah, and laughing yeah, and the entire off the arm, time. And then they realize too late, like, Oh wait, there's something in the arm here. So yeah. what was yeah. in the arm? It was, um, I wasn't sure if it was like the metal or it was the, to be able to set off the, um, the uh, oh god, what are they called now? Let me look it up here because I wrote them down. The nuts. Yeah, but to be able to trigger and switch the oh god, what is it called? The the override or something like that. Yeah, like... to be able to destroy them because they're made of the tensor particles to reverse the magnetic field to unhook those particles, and make them explode. It was the way to do that was with that piece that he had in his arm. Oh, and that's why you couldn't send somebody in because it was basically you're going to send them and you're going to kill them because they're going to have to explode with it. So they found a way around it Yeah, by him being able to cut off his arm and leave it in there and that was able to trigger and reset the uh, the stasis net's negativity in the magnetic field. Well, do you think the plan was always for him to cut off his arm? or I think no. Am- because Amanda says you will get You'll, you'll get yeah. full pardon posthumously. Yeah. So she expected. Oh no, absolutely. She, she expected him to die there. Yeah. Oh no, uh, I, I agree. I think that, and and I think that's what they were leading us to all believe is that he was going to die. Yeah. Um, because it had gotten to the point where he was already going to go up, and he was already there on on and uh, being killed. Yeah. Not hanging, but um, the uh, 
the the pain rack or yes, the, the shaming rack. The shaming rack, yeah. So he was already there. So we we're already kind of being led to believe that he's going to die one way or another. So in this episode, we're like, oh, there we go. He gets the positive redemption, the honor for his family. Yeah, everything's intact. He saves the town by sacrificing himself. So, yes, we were totally led to believe, and then you get the whole arm thing. You're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this, but it was also a convenient way to keep him keep him still around. around. Yeah, he's disarmed, yes, but he's, he's still around. Yes, so he can still cause trouble. Yeah, disarmed. Yeah. <laughs> he can still cause trouble. Yeah. Um, and that was a great scene at the end, too, when he's just on the ground. Yeah. You know, that smile. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, well, that'll be later for mm-hmm. predictions. Uh, but, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I think Daytac... Uh, had a really has had a really interesting arc this entire season so far, mm-hmm. and I think this is a really kind of good conclusion to that first arc where he went as bad as he's ever been, and now he has become as good as he's ever been. Right, exactly. You uh, went from one extreme, and now you've come back and come to the yeah. other, and now he's got to get that balancing at some point. But yeah, and uh, I, I mean. I don't know. I if I was a lack, I'd get him a world's best grandfather mug if I were him. <laughs> like that's he at least deserves that. He does. Just yes. make sure it's right handed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's gonna have to have it turned around. But um, yeah. But but yes. Um, th- that was that was definitely a really great moment for him to have, and that character, because um, it would have been really tough, I think, to kill off that character. Yeah. He's, Such an integral part because, like we said in previous episodes, you could have this entire show from their perspectives, from the Tars' perspectives, oh, yeah. and it would be great. Like you could, you know, you could in a way get off because to me those are those four main characters, or yeah. five, or is Amanda and and Nolan and Rissa, and then you have the Tars. Yeah, I mean, it would be a really interesting kind of like immigrant story, mm-hmm. like of these people expecting a paradise that. Was is going to be given to them, and then they find out that it's not a paradise, and yeah. that it's something that they have to fight for. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, it would be a very interesting story from the be. point of view from the Votans. Yeah, and, uh, and and how they came into being into this other place, and then even from the Tars perspective, and how they feel, and how why they're, they're motivated to do what they do. Yeah. Um, we also get some sweet Omec action. Mm-hmm. Some very sweet Omac action. We see Stama on that Omac ship, which has some great statues. <laughs> yeah, that was like creepy. And, was, and the way that Kinsey had it, like everything gets lit up. It's like flash, flash, yeah. flash, flash. And we see all the, yeah. Like just the, them like standing over yeah. their dead. Their battle. Like, yeah, it was really cool. It was. It was. And again, it was visually really fun to watch that and see her in this yeah. world and. Her coming to the realization that there are a shiz ton of OMAC up there. Yeah, a lot of OMAC. Ready to come Hundreds. in. Yeah. yeah. So. Which yeah. could easily take Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it uh, was a great realization for her to have that. I'm still not quite sure what that mind control thing was. It was sort of like the drone thing with the surgery. Drink, or that she made her eat. That marble type yeah. Yeah, pebble thing. And all of a sudden she's like there in that world, but it was really like in her the, head. Yeah, uh, they're both floating above it. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I'm not quite sure what that technology was. Uh, but, but we actually, we get Kenzie's at least, her plan, which is if, right. if Sama knows about the other Omek on the ship and their plan to take Earth, mm-hmm. then I... Uh, you know, Tevgen is going to have to kill her. Yeah. Or at least that's what... Or Kenzie, that's what she wants her to Kenzie think. thinks. What she thinks and what she wants Stama to think, too, as if she knows the, this plan. So, yeah, it was interesting. 
and way then, of going about it. But yeah. Uh, felt like a lot of work on Kinsey's part to make her see something there that, you know. Yeah. She could have just said, said it. Said something. She could have yeah. just said the plan. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of uh, Omec up there ready to, you know, like it was weird. Uh, but visually nice, and it was kind of fun, and I love the way they ended that episode and the last episode and episode seven more. Yeah. Like, what the heck is going on here? Is she really there? Did she somehow get transported? Is she stuck up there? Is it like it was almost like a purgatory type place where it kind of feels like the Omec are up there and this like purgatory, not quite here, not quite there. Thing. Yeah, and well, so they're in, that, they're in that cryo sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sort of like is she now really up there? And and, and what's going to happen? So that was that was interesting. I yeah. like the way they did that. Visually, really cool. And Sama is incensed about the fact that the Omec are going to try and take over Earth. Mm-hmm. She's not like she She had a really good line where she's like, I've already lost one home planet. Like, yeah, I'm not I going not to lose, lose another. another. Yeah. And like, I was like, that's right. Stama believes Earth mm-hmm. to be her home. her home. And like, of course she's upset about this. And then we get Tevgin saying that he has experienced a lot of the people in defiance and he has decided that he's changed their entire plan um which to me was a big case of tell not show yeah uh nothing so far leading up except for maybe that diner scene this episode and maybe that scene in the need one where they're looking at like human toys yeah but like nothing really in this entire show has there been Anything that has led us to think that Tevgin is liking the people of Defiance has decided that they're going to join with Earth mm-hmm. instead of take over Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing at all. Uh, I mean, maybe just the love of Stama well, has yeah, changed his little mind. conversations that he's had with Stama here and there. It didn't... Like, it, I, I agree. It, it didn't, felt super lazy to me. It's, it felt did. so rushed. Well, and it like, felt rushed. And, like, out of nowhere. But, like, it was... Like I, I felt like nothing that has happened has led up to that turn. Right. I didn't. I felt like it was too dramatic of a turn. But I did feel like we were getting little glimpses here and there from the whole season, and that's sort of why I was on the yeah. belief that they were going to be on Defiance's side to protect the town from the VC, sure. and they were going to be allied with them and help them. And so I, because of the way Tevgan is, I yeah. was thinking that because there's little glimpses here and there with him out and about. And what he did at the beginning of the episode and his conversations with Stama. But you're right. I felt like it was so extreme to the other side. I mean, the problem is at those... happened so fast. Yeah, like those same little glimpses. Like those... uh, In those episodes, they also had things where he would be like, don't worry, Kenzie. We're going to take over this place and we're going to kill all of them. Like in the same episode. In the same breath, basically. yeah. Yeah. And it's like... And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess he was just... Enjoying his time on Earth, like I, like, right. I agree with you. I, yeah. I I saw the glimpses, and I thought that was sort of the direction we were going in. And again, but it felt way too dramatic. It's like my plans have completely changed now. It's yeah. like, well, okay. And that's what I thought too. It's like I feel like they're trying to squeeze so much in, so now they can have a whole second half. Yeah. With Kenzie, totally different stuff now. And Kenzie is pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I can imagine She's like, she you've be. shamed my family. She spit, yeah. she spit on his face. Yeah. Real gross looking spit. Yeah. Uh, Omex spit is gross. Yeah. Omex spit? Gross. Uh-huh. Uh, Hashtag gross. Very uh, gross mech. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and she is upset. She's, and she's gone. Like, she, 
She left, and then uh, Tev, and then Tevgin and Stama. Like as soon as Stama gets any foothold, like immediately she's back into her manipulative ways. Yeah. She's like, she's gonna have to be taken she's care. She's gonna be taken care of. You're it's, gonna be put in her place. It's not my place to say. And like, and I like that Tevgin's just like, you know, that doesn't that yeah. that doesn't fool me. Like I know you're pretending to be humbled by me. Yeah. And, and he's like, and by the way, you know that is my daughter, so don't yeah. talk to, about her in that way. But immediately, puts her right back in her place. As soon as Stama gets any foothold, yeah. like she's been, she's been so like just the victim these last couple of episodes and as soon as she gets a tiny foothold of power she's like weaseling and maneuvering already but then he put her right back yeah uh, he's like that is my daughter yeah but it looks like uh, it looks like in the future it looks like the Omek at least Tevgin is going to be joined with Defiance and at least like thinking about like how to integrate his people Mm -hmm. be interesting they're, they're no longer to eat the flesh mm-hmm. of sentient beings. Right, and take over and basically uh, rule the planet. Yeah. Which is interesting to me because they barely could. They they probably really could. So with, why not? With the E-Rep and the VC kind of shattered. Out of, out of the equation, yeah. yeah. The, the Omec would be very easily, would have a very easy time of just like That's taking right. over. It's a power vacuum. They could easily go right in. Yeah. And then obviously they're a lot stronger and they're a lot harder to kill. Yeah. Especially the ones that are older. So yeah. they would be able to uh, basically take over. That would be the end of Defiance. Yeah. Series or, finale. Or the beginning <laughs> of the Purple of the Defiance. New, uh, Omec Defiance. Purple Defiance. Yeah. <laughs> Defiance, now grape um, flavored. Yes. Now thirty three percent more crepe. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought. I, I mean, other than that, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought, uh, except for like the really kind of uh, ex- expedient way of uh, defeating the VC. VC, exactly. The very rushed and the rushed kind of things with Tevgin. Yeah, and, yeah. But like that tunnel sequence was super tense. Yes. Uh, need one scene at the really well there. done. Oh, that need one scene was really well done. Uh, the, all that stuff, and again, the backstory with Daytech, all, all those type of things I thought were really were solidly done. And I still like the fact that in every episode this season, somebody definitely is killed off. You yeah. know, like nobody's safe, and we've kept that mentality right yeah. through every single episode. And so I like that action and that fact that everyone's gone. Yeah, and uh, this is finally we get. Uh, Finally, we get another uh, music outro. Yeah. The doors when the music yes. is over. Yeah, that was really was good. Perfect. It, it was, was so cool. I feel like the the song choices have been a lot stronger this season. Yeah, when they've had them, uh, compared to some of the other seasons where I just feel like they just threw whatever was out there was some sort of cheesy. And now I feel like they've really had a purpose, and they've had a bigger budget so they can pick better songs too. Yeah, probably that too. Because <laughs> the songs are way better than when we started out in season one. Yeah. So yeah, that was great, and and of course we're seeing the the kind of uh, traction there, Valak and Narissa, mm-hmm. sort of bubbling yeah, there, there coming be, a little bit closer to the surface. There might be some, uh, there might be a love connection there, mm-hmm. uh, Alyssa, uh, Iraq. Ooh, no, go with Narissa, Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ara- yeah, 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 yeah. I think you have to go with Alyssa. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like Alyssa. Iraq, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Arisak. Yeah. Uh, should we move into predictions? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. 
Awesome. Uh, oh, I love the lighting. Scott, what are your predictions? Oh, man. For, like, the second half, basically, I know, of the it's the season. second half, and again, I'm just, I'm... I'm kind of thrown off. I mean, we saw a little teaser at the end that there's some kind of creature or something else there now. That yeah. They're, they're not going to be able to rest for too long. What it is, I'm not quite sure. <sighs> okay, first of all, i got to figure out, okay, when is Pilar coming back? Yeah, Pilar's got to come because back. she's out in the yeah. woods being crazy now that the VC are out of the picture. She needs to come back and bring her craziness back. Um, but I'm really, you know, it's like I felt like they had to rush this so much so they could have this whole second half. What's going to happen with Daytac? Yeah. You know, is he going to be okay? And how is he going to be now with the one arm missing? Yeah. Is Docuo going to be able to make some cool, well, you know, thing arm for him? Well, I'm interested to see how Daytac and Stama interact now, that Stama's kind of become part of the Omec camp. Yeah, and also, and they've been separated. Yeah. Are they going to be able to come back together? Yeah. And 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 the power structure shifted enough, and now Daytac with his new reborn again, uh, you know, honor. How yeah. is that going to be and play with her? Yeah, um, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, if she if she likes the honorable Daytac, right. or if she likes kind of the backstabbing gambler mm-hmm. gangster Daytac, who does she like better? Um, I'm going to throw out a crazy... I I think that the next episode is going to be kind of like a reset episode. You, we like have it's to have gonna, that reset episode, It's going to yes. be a freak of the week. There's yes. going to be this monster. They're going to take... It's going to yeah, be done in a capsule. Of, yes. uh, I do think that, too. But then after that, we only have really four more episodes, and, and so gonna, we're, we're getting closer to the I'm end I'm going to throw out a crazy theory. Uh, I think what's rest... Uh, what, what's left of the E-Rep, I think that... Uh, I think that uh, Berlin is going to come back with what's left of the E-Rep, and they're going to try and take over Defiance. And again, they're going to have to defend Defiance yeah. from the E-Rep. And so now they'll be back, and then OMEC will have to come in that way. Yeah. I still think something's going to happen with the OMEC ship. I mean, something's got to happen. Right? And yeah. that's going to be destroyed, and someone's going to be the two of them. Yeah. Whether it be Kinsey and, and, and Tevgin, and that's going to be it. Um Obviously, so something's going to happen there. Their ship's going to be destroyed. Whatever they wanted is not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be very interesting because now that they've taken out this and, and they're now going to shift something in with only a couple episodes left, it'll be interesting how they're going to play that out. Oh, and I think I think Daytac's going to pay for the arc to be reconstructed. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. That'd be very interesting. And yeah. then Alax then going to have his radio station again. Oh, the yeah. radio station could be back. Yeah. Well, uh, let's hope so. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, it was yeah. a really good episode. Now we're resetting, and we're going to see what the next uh, what the next arc is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Next for five episodes here. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Well, uh, where can they find you, Jesse? In the meantime, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1. That's J S S K L E I N, the number one. And then if you go onto the YouTube channel Pizza and Zombies uh, on Tuesdays from one to three, uh, I am doing a video game vault with my comedian buddy Robert Chan, where we are terrible at classic video games, and you can watch us suffer. Ah, oh, man, you have to come over and play on my arcade that, uh, machine that I have at home, the old school. Oh, awesome. Uh, I love that, because I love those old school games. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SMAN80, that's SMAN80, and just wrapped up Orange and the New Black, so definitely check that out. Um, 
And in the meantime, keep the conversation going on Twitter, hashtag ABTV Defiance. Definitely find us on YouTube and subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, and comment, 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 because we love to hear from you. Until next time, have a good one, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.